Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from the Sidelines. And I'm your host, Sarah L. Coward. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our partners. Privacy laws make it difficult to help your adult children in an emergency. Power of attorney documents for your young adult children is a must-have. These are something you hope you'll never use, but when your adult child has an unexpected health or financial emergency, these documents ensure that you have the power to help. That's why I partnered with Mama Bear Legal Forms, where they make it easy to obtain the proper documents for you as a parent. Click the link in the show notes and be sure to use the code SLC20, that's SLC20, at Mama Bear Legal Forms to get yours today. Your student has chosen their school, they've got their roommate, and now comes the fun part of decorating their dorm room. Dormify is a one-stop shop for everything you need for your dorm room, from furniture essentials to even some amazing storage options. Dormify has just what you need to make the most out of your dorm room space. Head on over to dormify.com to check things out. Be sure to use the code Sarah L. Cowart, that's S-A-R-A-H-L-C-O-W-A-R-T at checkout. Now, on to today's show, where I'm taking you back down memory lane as I chat with my former high school athletic trainer, Philip Shaw. Coach Shaw is currently the head athletic trainer at Wachita Parish High School in Monroe, Louisiana. He's been a certified athletic trainer since 1994 and has worked in the clinical, secondary, and collegiate setting. While in the collegiate setting, he worked in administration as the associate AD for internal operations and oversaw sports medicine, strength and conditioning, football operations, video operations, game day operations, and facility management. Here is my conversation with Coach Shaw. All right, Philip Shaw, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I, my listeners hear me say this all the time, but I get so much joy from having people on the show who have had an impact on my athletic career and on just being a part of like the whole journey. And, you know, what's so interesting is I actually had David Van Wyck on the show recently. And so we got to really go down memory lane and talk about this whole journey of high school athletics going into college and how everybody's story is different. And that's kind of how we, I met you as my athletic trainer when I was in high school. Absolutely. I tell people uh, all the time, athletics is is really not as big as people thinks it is. I mean, uh, it's it's very ironic as I talk to people uh, now that I'm back in the secondary school setting, we have recruiters come in and all that kind of stuff. And and I don't know the guy, but all of a sudden we start talking and and they're working with a guy that I worked with or, or that, that I've known through here. So uh, athletics, you meet a lot of people and and you get to maintain those relationships for a lot of years. Yeah. And that's, that's been so fun because I'll call someone who's like, we worked maybe 10 years ago at another school, but somehow they've crossed paths with another friend of mine who, you know, their story is continuing in college athletics. And that's what's so fun. And I think too, students don't realize that. And when we're talking about this recruiting process and we're talking about everything they need to know is like these coaches talk to each other, the athletic trainers talk to each other. Like, we're, we're out here saying like, Hey, here's, here's this kid that you need to reach out to and meet. Absolutely. You know, I, I try to, uh, because of my experiences, I've been in those staff meetings at the college level, uh, and those recruiting meetings, I know what those guys talk about. And so uh, as I'm talking to, to my kids here, uh, my recruitable 
guys uh, at the secondary school level. Uh, man, I tell them all the time that that it's it's what you do on the field is important, but those coaches can see that on film. They they watch film all the time. They're very good at it. They're very good at breaking it down. When they come into to school and and they want to ask me questions, it's not about can they play, can they not play. It's about hey, how are they in the classroom? Are they a good teammate? Uh, how do they respond to how do they respond to someone uh, criticizing them? If someone's giving them constructive criticism, how do they respond to? Hey, do they show up on time for treatment? Uh, oh, that's do what a big one. And so uh, that's that's the thing I try to tell my guys. Guys, what you do on the field is important, but equally important is what you do off the field and how you carry yourself there, because that's what those guys are asking about. Yeah, that I mean that's so important also to hear it from you from an athletic trainer standpoint like in the high school level too. And then, so thinking of that along that line of like, you're interacting with these students each and every day, you know, preventative treatments or they're doing some recovery stuff. So what are some of those conversations that the kids should be having with their athletic trainers about their journey if they want to play sports in college? I mean, I, t- I try to tell my guys to, to make sure that they communicate well. Uh, you can't be in, in today's society. Our, the the big the big word is, is mental health and uh, and that kind of thing. And so so many times, I think uh, I think athletes are are just driven, driven, driven to say, "Hey, you got to be tough. You got to be this. You got to be that." Um, and so a lot of times, I think those athletes tend to keep all that in. They, they I can't share that because if I share that, then they're not going to let me play. And if I can't play, I can't do this. Uh, but but I, what I try to stress to our guys is make sure you communicate. Uh, our coaches do a very good job here at the secondary level to uh, to listen to. I mean, you got to understand we're dealing now with, with 14, 15, 16 year old kids. Uh, they're not grown. Some of them think they are, <laughs> uh, but they're not. And, and, and they want to be treated a certain way. But at the same time, uh, their mentality, they're still they're still young. They're still learning. They're still they're still trying to, to figure things out a little bit. So. Uh, so I try to tell them communication is key. Uh, and when you're talking with uh, with your high school athletic trainer, it's important uh, that you let that person know exactly what information you won't share. Uh, your health information belongs to you. OK. And so uh, I try to always tell those kids, hey, let's sit down with your parents. Let, let's let's talk about, hey, this is what you've had during your four years here at the secondary school setting. Uh, hey, we're not going to talk about. Uh, the little nagging stuff that you had. But listen, these are the big items that, hey, you missed game times or, or you missed a few weeks because of this, and this is what we're going to share. Um, and if that if that student athlete and that parent says, well, I don't want you to share that, then as an athletic trainer, we can't share that because that's their information. Uh, right. Same conversations I had when I was at the college setting uh, with with our guys who were who were draftable and that kind of stuff. I had a I had a sheet that I would print off of each player, and, and we would sit down with that player. Obviously, they're adults at that time, so mm-hmm. I'm not including the parents in that conversation. But uh, I had a, a situation a quarterback one year that he said, "Listen," he said, "He said we know my shoulders hurt. Uh, I played with it the whole year." And so I don't want you to talk about that. You can tell them about my, my finger dislocation. You can tell them about my knee surgery. You can tell them about my scope. You can tell, but, hey, I don't want them to know about my shoulder because I played with it the whole year. I would rather them find out about that when I get into camp. And, uh, uh, and, so, and, and so because he said that, 
hey, I couldn't share that with those guys when they come in. Same thing in the secondary school setting. Uh, the other thing that I think is important that the that the athletes understand is be ready to utilize the resources you have available to you at the next level. Uh, yes. And those resources are, hey, nutrition. Those resources are the strength and conditioning staff. It, it's it's the preventative treatment. It's the preventative stuff you can do um, and, and, and utilize those. I, I'm dealing with that with my own son now as in, Zach, hey, Make sure if, if you're feeling, hey, go into the training room. Nobody looks at you like you're being weak if you do that. Um, the big thing I tell, tell kids all the time is my job as an athletic trainer is not tied to wins and losses. Uh, I hate to lose as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong. But uh, my job is tied to making sure, one, I provide the best health care I can uh, for the student athletes and be an advocate for them when it comes time where they can't produce or, or, or they put themselves at risk. Um, and so those guys have to be, be ready to, to utilize the resource because a lot of them are coming from situations where they don't know. I remember uh, in particular when, when I was in the college setting, we had a, a kid show up. He was a very highly recruited guy from a small rural community. Well, he shows up and, and we're going through and we're giving him all this equipment. And all of a sudden his eyes get real big and he's like, I don't have to go out and buy my own shoes. No, we, we give those to. I don't have to go buy my own gloves. No, we give those to. And so a lot of these kids don't realize what resources are there. So so they have to to speak up and, and go and talk to those guys and be ready to to uh, to utilize that from the day they get on campus. And that even goes to the academic side. Um, oh, 100%. Oh yeah, it's one of those things. Like like we were very we were very fortunate with my son. He was a high academic guy. Uh, I mean, did well in school. Never had to study. Um, and so telling him going into college, dude, listen, uh, it's different. Okay, those teachers they're going to give it to you. You get it or you don't. Okay, you're in a unique situation where athletics will provide you tutors. You know that you're not as strong in this in this subject. So hey, right up front. See your academic advisor and tell them, say, hey, listen, can I get can I get some help once a week with biology or can I get some help mm-hmm. once a week with this? Uh, don't wait till you get behind the eight ball and you're already got a, a 47 in this class. And now you're trying to dig yourself out because you were too proud to ask for help. Yeah. So, so that's a that's a big one for these guys. Um, and then then, as I mentioned earlier, with, with mental health, um, they can't be they can't be scared to share what's going on with them. Uh, as athletic trainers, I tell them all the time, I can't help you if I don't know what's going on. Um, you don't have to go back home and tell mom and dad, and now I'm in the secondary school, say, hey, tell mom and dad this is going on. Hey, again, let me know what's going on so that we can provide the, the services that we can, that we can help you. One, at the secondary school, say, I might be able to save mom and dad a little bit of money uh, because now instead of going out getting your treatment, your rehabilitation somewhere else, hey, we may could do it right here at school. We may have the resources we need right here. Um, and so uh, make sure that they're sharing that. If you're having um, some, some, some mental health issues, and, and again, dealing with it, a lot of my experiences from, from that standpoint is from my own son. Um, you're used to playing um, – we were very fortunate. Zach's playing Division One football and Division One baseball, so mm-hmm. uh, two sport guy, and and so he had off last year. Um, he started in. He he arrived on campus in June. He went through summer one, went through summer two, played football, had off for Christmas, started in baseball in January, got done in June, end of May. 
and so toward I started noticing toward during baseball season, especially he was used to playing, you know, 27, 30 games in baseball and being done. Now he's playing 56. Right. Um, and his role had changed. And so I could tell it was wearing on. And he told he finally said, Dad, I'm I'm tired. My body is mm-hmm. tired. I said, dude, that's part of it. And so you got to be able to to share that. And you gotta be you gotta be willing to open up and let people know so that they can help. Yeah, I love that so much because, you know, and I'm thinking about too, like when these kids go on these recruiting visits and they're, and I always say to them, make sure you are asking these coaches to meet with all of the support staff. Like we're talking strength and conditioning, athletic training, academic services, so that you can have these conversations up front and say, okay, what type of services do you provide? From an athletic training standpoint, what does the preventative care look like? And, you know, what from an academic standpoint, what type of tutoring services are there? Do you have academic coaches or mentors that can help me through this? So that you know, when you're making your decision, you want to take in all of that information to go, okay, this is going to be the best place for me. Exactly. I've seen it so many times where, um, where kids will make a decision. Uh, got a situation right now. A young man that played for us made a decision to go to school. He's been there for three weeks now, and he's like, this isn't the place for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of late right now. To yeah. I mean, now, granted, hey, if you're going to transfer, probably now is the best time because you're going to redshirt anyway, so go ahead and set out your year, do what you need to do. Uh, but I, I think if he, if he would have looked more in detail – uh, mm-hmm. before he committed and before he signed, maybe he could have alleviated that. Uh, so you got to, again, you got to be able to, and be willing to ask the hard questions. And and I tell people all the time, don't get caught up in the hype. Those, uh, yes. those coaches, their job is to sell their institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're a highly recruitable kid, uh, their job is to sell their institution. So when you're selling something, are you going to say the bad stuff that goes on at your campus? Right. Absolutely not. Right. That's up to you as a student athlete and as a parent. That's up to you to do your research to find out, hey, what's underlying? What are they not telling me? Um, I mean, shoot, they may not even offer the degree plan that you're wanting, but yet they're wanting you to come play for them. And so, right. again, you, you just have to make the hard decisions sometimes and be willing to ask the hard questions to get the answers you need. Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because we, we talk a lot on the show about what are some of those questions we need to ask? What are some of those conversations? And my listeners know every single time a recruit came in my office on the academic side of things, I never asked what they wanted to major in because I wanted to know what is it that they wanted to do? What was their passion? Because you're right. Like there may be a school that they don't have that exact degree that you had in your mind. But if you start opening up to that academic person on that visit and say, here's really what I want to do, they're going to be able to say, listen, we don't have that degree, but what we do have is this, and it can still get you there. But if you don't have that conversation, and there's no way that they can like start and say, okay, well, here's the solution to walk you through. And so from a parent's perspective, because you've just been through this, what's like some advice that you give parents when they're talking to their kids and I mean, they're dealing with their teenagers going through well, this that's, process. That's, that's right. Probably the, the main thing is, is to, is to help, help the student athlete find the right fit for them. Okay. Um, not only from an athletic standpoint, but from an academic standpoint, because, yep. um, you know, with, 
with Zach, for instance, when we were going through this, uh, granted, some of this was through COVID. So our recruiting experience was, was a little bit different. Like Zach didn't have official visits. He didn't have all that because of, of when he graduated. So a lot of our stuff was done during summer camps going into it. And then he committed, uh, he committed his junior year. So that kind of slowed a lot of that down. But uh, one thing that I found helpful for us is as soon as we left the school um, and we were driving back, probably for the first 30 minutes to an hour, we would sit and we would talk about as we're driving, we'd talk about the school, talk about what he felt about it and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and he was in a unique situation as well with, with me being at the university setting uh, when he was younger, he grew up, he grew up in the athletic training room at the university and, and he was in those hallways. And so um, he kind of, heard conversations I had with, with coaches and, and stuff like that. So uh, he was in a, in a little different situation there because uh, he would make comments, dad, you know, you know what, at this place, yeah, it, it was nice. The facilities were nice. Uh, yeah. I might get three or four pair of shoes here. Whereas over here, I'm only going to get one, but over here, I'm going to be able to do this and this. And, uh, and, and he was also looking at it to try to be a two sport guy. And, and a lot of, a lot of places don't, don't like that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't allow that. And so, um, you know, just talk out the pros and cons and, and, and write them down if you need to, and, and then weigh it out. Uh, again, do your own research because those coaches are selling those institutions. I think another thing that I see, especially now that I'm back in the, in the secondary school setting, uh, student athletes and parents, I think, get caught up in the whole uh, Power 5, FCS, D2, um, whole talk. Well, I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than D2. I'm, I, I need to be getting some D1 offers and that kind of stuff. Uh, and people need to realize how hard it is to earn an athletic scholarship at an institution. It doesn't matter what level it is. Go where you fit in. Go right. where, you know, look at it. Do, do I want to play right away? Uh, do I want to take a year to adjust to it? Do I know if I'm going here? I know I'm going to red shirt. I know there's a guy, there's two guys in front of me at my position. Um, you know, and, and so you need to be proud of every offer that you receive, yes. regardless of what level it's at. Uh, and then the other thing, one of the, one of the last things uh, I could I could give advice on is show all of those coaches respect. Uh, for instance, um, let's say you think you're a division one recruit uh, and a D two school sends you a, a, a text message. They send you a, a, an email. Uh, hey, be respectful of those coaches. Reply to them. Okay. Yes. Let them know, Hey coach, thank you for the offer. Uh, here's what, here's what I have going right now. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm thinking because the way we see athletic landscape today with the transfer portal and that kind of stuff, you don't want to burn any bridges with any coaches that you come across because those coaches move around uh, and you never know. It may not work out for you. And you may be calling that coach back at that D2 school saying, hey, coach, uh, listen, it's not working out for me here. Would you guys still have a spot? And if you if you didn't show that guy respect, if you didn't respond to that, he may very easily say, sorry, we're all full. And and now you're going to be out in the cold. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to what we said in the very, very beginning is how many people we're connected with. When you've worked in the world of athletics, either at high school level, collegiate level, you get to know so many people and you never know where one of these coaches is going to end up. 
That's and, exactly right. And so having that conversation, not ghosting these coaches, acknowledging that you got the email and just laying out, here's what's going on, because that coach is going to remember the good or the bad. And so if you do have to transfer or something comes up, or if you, maybe you're not transferring, but hey, that coach got a job at your school that you're That's at right. now. Like there's so many things that could happen. And it's just making sure that you are showing them respect in the process, because we've said it on the show so many times, only 7% of high school athletes go on to play their sport in college. And that's at every level. So there's 93% of these other kids who aren't playing after they finish high school. That's right. That's right. And and like I said, you mentioned it's a small world. Uh, You know, even when I was in the college setting, Guys that coaches that I worked with at, at ULM now shoot they're at Texas Tech they're at LSU they're at Utah they're I mean so just because they might be at a smaller school now those guys are trying to advance themselves as well so mm-hmm. if you put a, if you give them a good impression of yourself uh, I guarantee you when they get in those other meetings they're going to remember that and if they think you can help their program then then hey there's you another open door that that might not have been open to you when you came out of high school, but it may be open to you now. That's right. Well, you know, the podcast is called Confessions from the Sidelines. So I would love to hear what is your favorite memory of standing on the sidelines? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> athletics has, has given me an opportunity to, to travel, to, to see a lot of places that, that I probably uh, wouldn't have gone to. I mean, I was, I was just a, I was just a, country boy from North Florida who, who didn't know I'd never been on a plane before until I was in grad school. I'd, I'd never flown. So I've got so many memories of uh, bus rides and, and talking with players, you know, dinners, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there are a few athletic events that stand out. Probably um, one of the ones uh, in 2007, when I was at ULM, we played Alabama uh, Nick Saban's first year there, and we beat him um, completely unexpected. Nobody gave us a shot to do it uh, because the way it works, those those schools uh, they pay schools like ULM to come play them uh, for for a victory or something like that. Well, that year we went in and and we were able to beat them. And, and Nick Saban still talks about that and talks today uh, about that might be the worst loss. <laughs> <laughs> in his coaching career. And, uh, and so, so I was on the sideline for that one. Uh, in 2012, we played Arkansas. Arkansas was, was top five team in the country. Um, and we go into Little Rock and we beat them, beat them then. And we go on to have a great year in 2012, playing the Independence Bowl. Uh, it's the only bowl game the university's been to to date since they've moved up to, uh, to the FBS level. Um, and so, so those, those are great. Playing in uh, playing in, in baseball regionals at LSU, uh, those were all those were all awesome with all the people cheering and that kind of thing. Uh, but but some of my favorite memories are have happened here in the secondary school level, mm. uh, and you'll you'll remember one of them pretty 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 clearly. Um, back when I was at at Coffee County, uh, Valdosta had beaten us like ninety years in a row. It was, it was, it was <laughs> something like that, yeah. Moment. Uh, and the year that uh, that we finally beat them, uh, just to see the excitement from the the community, the coaches, the players. I mean, that's big. And, and uh, that Christmas ornament goes on the front of my tree every Christmas when, when we put that tree up. Uh, and then uh, also last year uh, here where I'm at now, Washtenaw Parish High School, um, 
West Monroe High School is a is is in our district. Uh, they're they're very solid program year in year out. Uh, had beaten Washtenaw like 24, 23 years in a row. Uh, Washtenaw had come close, lost by three, lost by six, lost by one, but they had not been able to get over the hump. And then uh, then last year uh, we were able to do that. Uh, and and again, the same type of thing that happened in Douglas that year, just the amount of community uh, excitement that came with that. I mean, it, it's just you forget how much people buy into your high school level athletics until something like that. But probably the, the top two there, uh, let's see the top two things, uh, both involve my kids. Yeah. Uh, I was able to, uh, when my daughter, when we moved, uh, to Monroe, um, I was able to, to watch my daughter win a state championship in softball, uh, when she was in high school. Uh, and then, uh, last year, uh, when Zach goes uh, to college, I, he redshirted in football uh, at ULM. He goes out to baseball uh, and he he gets to throw. He's, he's a he's a pitcher uh, out there. Uh, he was reliever, and to see him get his first save uh, in college uh, and to be on the sideline watching that that was pretty that was pretty special to see that. Now we're hoping that that his story is not done. Uh, we're hoping that he gets to ride a lot more uh, over the next three or four years, but. Uh, but those were just some that that I can remember right off the top of my head that that were important uh, that uh, that kind of helped build uh, things. You know, I've been fortunate to to win championships and and that kind of thing. But uh, but again, a, a lot of it goes back to where I'm at now. I started in the secondary school setting. Um, I worked my way through college uh, and and worked myself into athletic administration uh, at the college level. And now I've, I've come back to where it all started. And so, so I think I'm, I can make an impact here that'll, that'll carry on with these guys for a long time. Well, I will say those students that you work with now have a gym of an athletic yeah, trainer. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate so, that. Well, I so appreciate you being on the show. This has just been so fun. And oh, absolutely. Just, it was good catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's show, be sure to head on over to your favorite podcasting platform to rate and review the show. And as always, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.